Today on the show, I sit down with Lucy Beyer, who is an acroyogi and also a handstand expert. We talk about acro yoga, her new book on handstand training, and life in general. It's a very lovely conversation with a beautiful person. Please continue to support the podcast by rating and reviewing it on iTunes and sharing it with a friend. If you know someone who you think would benefit from this podcast or who would enjoy it, please share it with them. Help me get the word out so I can continue to bring you uh, lovely guests like today's. And you can also support the show by donating to the podcast. You know, typically I travel around and give workshops and charge a fee for people to take these workshops, but because of the way the world is over the past year, I haven't been able to travel. And so I wanted to find different ways to connect with you, and this is one of them. So I'm bringing you the information that I would normally share during the workshops. And you can continue to support the podcast by making a donation. Go to the storyofmepodcast.com and to the contact page and make a donation. Show your support. Show me that you're enjoying the podcast. You can also go to the podcast website to submit questions. I'd love to hear from you. Any questions that you would like answered on the program or just some feedback, whatever you'd like to share with me so we can continue to connect. You can also connect with me on all social media and the Facebook podcast group where I post different yogic exercises and extra material related to the podcast. Okay, so now let's get to today's episode. Beautiful am I, bountiful am I, blissful am I. Welcome to the story of me with Amarjit Singh. This is where my guests and I share personal stories from our life and explore the psychological insights that were learned from these experiences. Each story will entertain you as well as increase your understanding of your own psychological patterns. Then, through the principles of yoga psychology, you will learn how to overcome the resistance that is holding you back from living a more fulfilling life. Join me every Tuesday for a new episode where I share my experiences in psychological understanding, interview guests, and answer listener questions. Now let's get started with the podcast that awakens your inner power through awareness and understanding. Welcome to the show. My name is Amarjit Singh, and I am your host. Thank you for joining me today. Okay, today on the show, I sit down with Lucy Beyer, who is an acroyogi and also a handstand expert. Now, I learned about her, oh, how many years ago now? Quite some time when I was living in Berlin, and we had a lot of mutual friends and what I like to do every once in a while, and I highly recommend this for all the listeners, and I think I've even talked about this in some of the episodes, is every once in a while, do something that is unlike you. You know, even if it's something that you'll never continue to do or, or that you have no expectation of being an expert in, but try something. Because what happens is we have this limited view of ourselves. Whether it's conscious or unconscious, we limit it by what we have done, what we have experienced. And so we even limit this, like I said, all these ideas of who you think you are from your family, your culture, to your experiences, your karma. And they limit us. They limit what we can perceive of ourselves, because the only thing that is really preventing you from breaking through and accomplishing things that are that you've been trying to accomplish that you have been unable to are these limits you put on yourself. And psychologically, we 
fail sometimes because we don't see ourselves as succeeding in certain aspects or we don't see ourselves in a way that's more encompassing of life's experience. And so what I recommend is to find something, whether it's a workshop or some activity that you would not picture yourself doing, and do it. And for me, one of these things was acro yoga. Now, I'm not uh, acro yoga type of person. I don't see myself as this way, and that's a limit, right? Not that I want to be an expert in acro yoga, but it was a way for me to try to break through this idea of who I thought I was. And so I signed up for a workshop with Lucy, a full-day workshop on acro yoga and Thai massage. And this was unlike anything that I could picture myself doing. It's very strange to walk into the class because you know, wow, I don't feel that I fit in here, that this is my environment and this is my you know, interest, but you have to walk in with an open mind and you go in there and and it was actually very enjoyable. Uh, not that I've kept up my practice so much, but I really found it enjoyable and also that there were many things I didn't understand about acro yoga or Thai massage that I, I did learn and it was really interesting, you know, because we think of acro yoga as just this kind of gymnastics that you're just twirling around in the air and one person's on their back. But there is a lot of benefit to it. And this is one of the things that I found out during the full day workshop is the benefit of doing this partner yoga, not just a physical benefit, but also a psychological benefit. Because you have to open up and rely on that person. You have to trust the person, your partner. And the physical aspect is it does a lot of really effective stretching in the different postures and and it coordinates your balance. And there's many, many things, more than I had anticipated before I had experienced it for myself. And one of the biggest benefits of this is that I got to meet Lucy and, and as far as a yoga teacher, she is among the best. I, I really connected with her, and she has just this beautiful personality and way of teaching that just opens you up to receive. And you can see this from everyone in the, in the workshop, not just me, but everyone. You can see how open they were to learning, how open they were to following her. She's just a, an incredible teacher with just this perfect personality that I would say is is a wonderful representation of what you would think of when you think of a yogi, because she is just a, a great yogi, just her, her personality, the positivity, the way she looks at life, and the way that she just spreads love through her teaching. It was really, it was one of these things that I really, really liked about the workshop and that I connected with her about. And so I wanted to well, I want to bring an expert of all the different types of yoga on the podcast because I think it's good to expose people. I know most of the people who listen to this are yogis, a lot of kundalini yogis, because they've encountered me through my workshops or my teaching or my writing. But I'm sure there are all kinds of yogis listening to this and even people who wouldn't probably consider themselves a yogi because they don't do the physical aspect of yoga. But I want to bring to you all the different perspectives of yoga with the top people from the field that I can find. And Lucy is one of these. She's a great representation of acro yoga, just the positivity she has and the way she really connects with people. And she is an expert in handstands. If you go to her social media, you will see thousands of pictures of her on her hands in beautiful poses and different locations because she does travel around a lot giving workshops before the situation we're in now. And so I recommend looking at these pictures. I, I think she should make a book just out of these pictures. And she teaches workshops on handstands and is an expert in this. And she wrote a book called Handstand Training. And you can go to the links in the uh, episode description to find this book. Unfortunately, it's in German. 
I hope that one day it is translated to English, but if you know German, I have quite a few German listeners. You can get the book and, and learn handstands. And she also gives workshops now because of being locked down over the internet. And so you can connect with her on her website, which is lucyinthesky.org, and that's L-U-C-I-E in the sky.org. And then on Instagram is lucy.byer, B-E-Y-E-R. And on Facebook, Flying with a Lucy. And I'll put all these links in the episode description. She is also one of the organizers of the German Acro Yoga Festival that happens every year. And I think they may do this again this year uh, if it's permitted. And so this is something to check out. She also runs her own yoga and movement studio in Bavaria in the south of Germany. And we had a really nice conversation, and I hope that you can feel the love that comes from her when she talks. She's just such a nice person to be around whenever I'm around her or in contact with her. I am always smiling because it's just this joy. And this is one thing that I've learned over the years is how to understand people. And they say, if you want to know if someone is self-realized, just sit by them. Sit by them and see what you experience. So you don't have to speak to them. Just sit by them and feel their consciousness, experience their consciousness. And I find this true not just with people who have been self-realized, but also with people at different levels and different expertise. When you sit by them, you just can feel what is authentic they can tell you one thing, but what their words say may not go with what's really happening underneath, and sometimes it does. And when you can sit by someone and feel their consciousness, you can really connect to who they are. And I hope you can do this through the conversation that I had with Lucy. And so sit back and enjoy the conversation that I had with Lucy Beyer. Welcome to the show, Lucy. Thank you for joining me today. <laughs> How are you? Hi, Amajit. I am good. Um, good. The day is almost over here in Germany, and it's super snowy outside, and I just had a walk in the sun, in the snow, and talked to a very lovely human, so I feel good. <laughs> and you're, you're in Berlin these days, right? No, I do not live in Berlin for many years already. I live in the countryside in Germany, in Bavaria, very close to the mountains. <laughs> oh, very nice. Yes. Yeah, I had a good time when I lived in Germany. Uh, and this is how we know each other, is I came to one of your workshops. And I, <laughs> I do this thing every once in a while, is I try to find something that is really out of my... I don't want to say comfort zone, but just something that I w wouldn't picture myself actually doing. And <laughs> acro yoga was one of these things, and, and we have a lot of friends in common. And mm -hmm. so I, I knew of you, and I said, okay, let me try to do acro yoga and, and see what it's like. And, and it's funny because mm -hmm. when I asked you to be on this podcast, your response was very fitting for you. It's, you said, oh, I don't like podcasts because it's just a lot of talking. <laughs> and, and it's funny because we typically think of when we connect to people that we need to speak a lot, to talk a lot, to connect. And, and, and I'm guilty of this myself. And this is one thing I really got from your workshop is that you connect in a very different way from what I'm used to is that you're very present. You're very open. But you don't mm -hmm. have to speak a lot. You, you're just there, and, and you get this very nice, warm connection with you. And and uh, <laughs> I, I was saying in my next life, I want to come back as your acro yoga partner. <laughs> um, oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> were you always like this, or is this something that you cultivated? So first of all, I would like to respond to that uh, because it's it's very funny. Um, I wasn't sure like how to say your name correctly anymore, 
but I still remembered your face, your huge smile, which you just kept on your face the entire workshop. And uh, I um, still have the feeling of like how you felt flying on my feet. This is something I can recall in my body. And this is the beauty of uh, a deeper connection than just through words, I believe. <laughs> Definitely. Is this something, though, that you had to <laughs> cultivate or were you born this way? This is what I want to know. <laughs> yes. Um, so I grew up with a lot of movement and a lot of nature. And um, I, I always prefer to be in the here and now and to feel and to, to really be. So sometimes words can uh, be very distractive with that. And it's a lot of thinking. We live in a society where we think a lot. And I just get bored very fast of all the thinking. I, I really like to touch and I like to sing and I like to to be, you know, yeah. <laughs> somehow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and is this something you got from your, your family life? Because I read, I think your mother was a karate instructor and your father was a bodybuilder. We have always been a very alive family, so we we uh, didn't have a television. Uh, we 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 got one, but it came very late, and it wasn't the center of our living room. We always preferred to be outdoors, and we we went hiking with my dad, and we had a huge garden, and we were most more interested in adventures and yeah, spending time with each other. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and did you learn karate from your mother and bodybuilding from your yes. father? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, bodybuilding, it, it, it was called bodybuilding back then. Uh -huh. Now it's more like fitness or fitness, like okay. many people, I like call it CrossFit. But my parents have been movers. They have been very present in their bodies. So we had a lot of space uh, to, to move. But more important, we uh, got a lot of trust from our parents. So they allowed us to climb onto everything, including themselves. <laughs> we could always climb on my father and my mother, and they threw us through the air. So, yeah, there was a lot of trust. And were you always into acrobats before you even got into yoga? Is this something that you started before yoga? So uh, when people meet me, they always ask first if I have been a gymnast or if I did any acrobatics professionally, and I didn't, never. I always had a very playful approach, and I always used it to connect with other humans. So my first interaction uh, with acrobatics has been as a clown uh, hmm. with kids. Um, so I'm an educator. I studied education. And I worked a lot in orphanages, also with teenagers. Um, and besides that uh, work, I uh, built up a business with one of my dear heart sisters. And we decided we want to become clowns. Uh, we didn't mm -hmm. do any training, but we developed our own pieces. So we did uh, acrobatics with kids and we were actually fully booked. We were very successful. It was amazing and it was a lot of fun, but also hard work, obviously. <laughs> and I recognized that, especially with the troubled kids uh, in the orphanages, um, that acrobatics is a beautiful way of uh, building up trust and having a physical connection in a very playful matter without being too close. So, and especially because you know from the workshop that we have to rely on the support of the group, the support of our base, the support of our spotters, the encouragement, the cheering. Um, and that's so wonderful for every human being, but especially when you are troubled uh, with all the topics like trusting and letting go and feeling strong enough to lift someone up. So their uh, acrobatic comes in handy. It's really can be very healing. And so how did you go from uh, being a clown to acroyoga? <laughs> <laughs> um, I always wanted to do something more conscious and something more deep. Uh, so acrobatics is very beautiful, but it has its limits. Um, I wanted to do something with movement for sure, because I love moving my body. Um, so I tried to do dancing, but it didn't really catch me. Uh, it wasn't. It was not um, 
It was not enough interaction for me with other humans. And then I, um, I just found an advertisement in my mailbox for a two years yoga teacher training. And I decide, decided on the point that I'm going to do it. And yes. I went to this yoga teacher training and I felt that I'm at home. And uh, within this yoga teacher training, Acro Yoga found me. And I felt like, yes, that's the extension of the yoga I want to practice. And I also want to forward um, and, and transfer into this world and encourage other people. And, and so mm -hmm. the teacher training was this the first uh, teacher training was initially acro yoga or was just general yoga? At the first uh, I started I did both parallel to each other but I started with uh, general yoga two years yoga okay. teacher training and why I did that uh, I met acro acro yoga. Oh, all right. <laughs> and yeah. uh, and so what difficulties did you feel that you dealt with going through this process of going from uh, to where you are now to getting to where you are now what was the what challenges were uh, there for you because i look at you and i um, and i and i have yeah. this experience with you that it's you you have this personality it's just so open and vulnerable and i'm trying to get at was it always uh. like this or is this something you learned or this something that's oh, like constantly yeah. improved. Uh, it's a it's a good. I, I like deep questions. That's good. Let me think. Uh, for sure, I'm I'm always improving, especially through the practice, but also through uh, the people I meet. I mean, they're they're my gurus. Mm -hmm. uh, they're my mirrors. Um, so when I was just talking about my childhood, it was a lot, uh, I was mentioning all the benefits I had and all the beautiful parts. But of course, we also had trouble. And there was boundary overcrossing, there was violence. Um, my parents always did their best. And I know that they love me, but they also handed the stuff they got from their parents. So um Acro yoga in that sense also has been uh, had a, a huge healing effect on me because I could rebuild a lot of trust I I, I lost and um, I could especially with the spotting the spotting is the the person um, keeping everybody safe mm -hmm. and, and normally um, normally you rotate within the role so everybody gets uh, through uh, this task of being a, a spotter. Uh, which is also very beautiful to share with others. Um, it has this very parenting er energy. And it's one of the most beautiful, encouraging energies. Like when you when you hold someone and tell them, I got you, you can go for it, you can risk something, you can give it a try, something you never tried before. There is a, a very deep strength uh, inside of that and, and um, a beautiful experience. So obviously I learned a lot to open up, uh, to trust, to be vulnerable, but just because I felt so safe within uh, this container, within the practice. Yeah, this is one thing that I found very interesting in my short career of, of acro yoga is, is that, <laughs> you know, from the outside, yogis look at, okay, this is just a play and it's just fun. It's, it's not serious. There's nothing really to it. But after experiencing it, exactly what you're saying is there's a connection that you're building with your partner and as a reflection of that with yourself. And yes. and this was very beneficial. It was very – yeah, for me, this was one of the maybe more difficult things to do is to really open up and say, okay, I have to rely on this person. I have to open up and and <laughs> – I think the benefits of acro yoga are very different than people think, people who haven't tried it. So maybe you can talk about what people gain from this, like you're talking about this way of opening up and, and being vulnerable. But there's even more to it, right, than this? There's so much more to it. Thanks for bringing it up. Um, and thanks also for feeling it because you may, you had the experience. So first it's the fun, uh, just, uh, coming back to your smile. I will never forget. <laughs> really, I'm not joking. I, like you kept your smile the entire workshop and it was huge. It was very big, big smile. Um, 
And and maybe we're not smiling that much when we have our own practice. And I also don't want to compare directly because my solo practice on my own mat is the foundation. First, we have to meet ourselves um, to be very present. And then um, we can meet others within this presence. So, and, and that's what Acre Yoga is uh, to me and its biggest benefit. It's an extension from our own yoga mat into the world where we can practice everything we cultivated within us. So uh, all the respect we build, us, uh, we build up for ourselves, for life in general, for all living beings, um, we can really show and share. Um, it, it all starts with the communication. So in Acro Yoga, if you start uh, being rough with your words or holding back, this is the opposite. It's both um, not really working. You have to find a way how to communicate respectfully, how to lift your partners up and tell them what they're actually doing good um, instead of using your elbows only and just aiming for a goal. I mean, you, you're going to meet that too. And every Yogi somehow also needs to go through this process of ego transformation. But that's also what we experience in our solo yoga practice. I believe actually um, that without a, an ego transformation, we can't call it yoga practice. No matter if it's acro yoga or hatha yoga or uh, it's always, it always should be an ego transformation, something what's widening our mind. And that for sure, acro yoga gives a lot and it's, it's uh, a huge benefit to find within acro yoga. It's, uh, it, yeah, from our mat to the big mat and into the circle with other humans. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, I teach kundalini yoga and when someone is doing one of the kriyas in kundalini yoga or even just meditating, I can tell a lot about their psychology by how they're reacting, how they're moving. And I, I bet you get a lot of that through the acro yoga, probably even more because you're seeing a reflection of not just them by themselves, but a reflection of them and their partner. Yes, of course. Um, but I have a lot of love for the humans entering my room and a lot of understanding. That's something which really changed. Uh, when I started teaching, I, I was challenged sometimes to not take things too personal. Um, I got much better with uh, like uh, keeping professional boundaries also in order to see the other humans more clearly and, and allowing them to be human um, versus taking it on. And, you know, because... Uh, yeah, they come to my class and I'm providing a space where they can experience themselves and there's so much beauty in it. And I feel um, fortunate that I can just witness the process of unfolding um, within acrobatic practice, within yoga practice, but also uh, in the massage. Uh, the, the Thai massage is a big part of acro yoga too. And it's beautiful to see like very strong characters actually melt under your hands or melt under each other's hands. And yeah, as you said, uh, entering the state of vulnerability, because this is what I, our society needs so much. It's, it's what humanity needs so much that we, that we get down our layers of protection and coolness because nobody is cool, you know? <laughs> Like I, I believe actually no human is really cool. We we are our softies uh, deep within and and Acro Yoga is getting that out. It's it's really a nice invitation to connect to our soft parts. <laughs> and so when when you're teaching these classes, then are you seeing the psychology of these students of, of what issues they're having or that they're dealing with? Are you able to to see this or do you just kind of um, focus on on what they're doing in the the posture or anything like this. Um, yeah, it's just uh, that's what I try to say. With um, I really have a lot of love for these humans because mm -hmm. I I don't call it issues. Um, I don't uh, I don't I don't. Um, yeah, I don't believe so much in issues. I see, I see their humanity and I find a lot of uh, beauty in it. And even if there's a lot of challenge and even if I feel challenged with these humans, but I really like it. 
Yeah. <laughs> the part I like is not the challenge itself, but I love the uh, authenticity. I love that because I'm so bored with superficiality. I'm so bored with, oh, yeah, with this coolness. Mm -hmm. And I love it when, when people, when we are challenged. I love it when we show our real face. Um, I love it when we fail. I love it when we, yeah, when we, when we face a challenge also together. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's, it's very difficult, at least for me, to look cool when you're doing acro yoga, at least for the first time. <laughs> I, 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 think I think I felt the opposite of this. I don't know yes. when I feel cool, but uh, yeah, so you feel more vulnerable, and I, I think this is good. The yes. other benefit that I, I found interesting is it's a very effective way to stretch, <laughs> right? I mean, in some of these postures, yeah. you're really stretching your body and your body is really moving into alignment <laughs> to really do these postures in the right way. Yes, of course. It has the physical benefit um, mm. in different ways. It also depends on your body and especially the male body. Um, you guys, you have a smaller cell structure in your body, which you know, I'm sure. But uh, it also means that you're more tight. It means the benefit of a, having a male body is uh, that you are stronger most in most cases um, because you're also tighter and you build up muscles faster. But yes, it um, it also means that you're going to feel a bigger stretch, especially in the backside of your legs yes, and yes. all the way down to your lower back mm -hmm. uh, when you lift your legs in this 90 degree angle, which is kind of um, common for acro yoga, especially when you start. And for women, for a female body, most of the times it means to become more solid, to become more strong and build up more muscles. It really depends. Yeah. But most of the times it is like that. The cool thing is during acro yoga, you play. There's uh, a lot of laughter. There's a lot of ease. Um, but at the same time, you're working physically quite a bit. You know, we're not so different in that uh, sense, uh, like kids, for example, because kids play the whole, the entire day and then they just fall into the lap of their mom or dad because they're so tired. And that's what acro yogis do as well. We play the entire day and then we wonder, like, where did I get this bruise and why are my muscles so sore? <laughs> so it's a strong workout <laughs> without us even noticing it and that's maybe the best part of it <laughs> it and how, how does thai massage fit in this like i i know this uh acro yoga is fairly new but it ha it, it i guess i've seen videos maybe in the 50s or something like this of people doing these acro yoga postures but what you've put together with the thai massage and all this is fairly new how did that fit together so Thai massage is uh, the equivalent to the Shavasana. So in yoga, we have Shavasana, the final relaxation. And since we're working out that hard while playing, <laughs> um, mm. in the end, we also get tired. And uh, as you said, there's a strong stretch involved. You, you will feel your legs afterwards. You will feel your core, your shoulders from all the handstanding. So um, it's very beneficial to exchange that um, that healing touch, that sacred touch of Thai massage, uh, especially because it's also another and very deep way of sharing. So we're not only sharing um, within acrobatics, supporting each other, but also uh, within this very gentle practice of Thai massage. So you can digest your nervous system, can... Um, can digest all the impulses, all the new information, all the excitement which you mm. had upside down and flying on someone else, but then really entering this very grounded state and melting into gravity with the, the Thai massage. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it was it was uh, really nice. I, I think the workshop you gave when I was there was divided in half. Like the morning was the acro yoga, and the, the other half after lunch was the Thai massage. And I mean, I had fun yes. with both of them. I think uh, when you move around a lot and maybe you're single, it's a little more difficult. Do you find that people are coming as couples to your workshops more or do you find it just single people come as well that already have a partner? How does that work typically? 
Oh, it's uh, very different, very different. Like many singles are coming, especially when uh, the people know acro yoga already. Mm -hmm. People who are new, they very often they think that they need to come with a partner, which is a huge misunderstanding. Um, and it's also very interesting because actually this is a nice political uh, or social political uh, benefit Uh, transforming the gender ideas, the roles, you know. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love to play with my ladies, with my sisters by heart. Uh, we love to lift each other up and then we fall onto each other and we giggle. And we have quite some solid lady bases, you know, in, in our heads or in the heads of the people when they start with Akriyuka, they always think, I'm a woman, so I need to find a very strong man who bases me. And and in the best case is also my my wonderful husband eventually, you know, traveling yeah. the world with me. <laughs> yeah. So um, what I find in my classes and my workshops that uh, the men are so happy uh, to fly with a, with other men And having exactly the same effect, like, because you guys have the same bodies and, and you can just fall and tumble and rumble on, on top of each other. There's still so many uh, taboos, so many um, holding, so much holding back, you know, with, with mm. um, men touching each other. And there's a lot of um, fear and, and um, Yeah, a lot of projection of like you weak when you're vulnerable. And I found beautiful scenarios like heart touching um, and very healing scenarios. Men just practicing with each other and just enjoying male energy, uh, which is very different sometimes from female energy. And, and sometimes you guys just need to be with each other and nourish each other within this energy. Um, and the same for us ladies. So it. Acroyoga doesn't necessarily mean uh, a, a man works with a woman. What I noticed that it, it wasn't really about the strength as much as it was really about balance. Because I thought, yes. you know, when, when the woman was the base, I thought, okay, it's going to be very difficult for her because she's not so strong and muscular. But for, <laughs> for example, when you were the base, it was very easy for you. I felt like, wow, I must be very light. I don't know. <laughs> of course it's both i i mean you are an amazing flyer <laughs> but it's also uh so much about body mechanics it's about technique you can learn in acrobatics we use a lot the uh, one thing we call bone stacking so we use the structure of the body we use uh, the architecture mm -hmm. and also when we uh, stack two bodies on top of each other uh, they extend this bone structure um, and we we use physics we use uh, all the laws from newton newton's laws so uh, pressure creates counter pressure um, and that's a very beautiful way to actually get into the body and uh, understand all these mechanisms we learn so much uh, also um, about how to relate our body into space um, mm. And, and we gain a lot of body control through acrobatics and through acro yoga. Um, so in the end, everybody can learn it. Um, yeah, I mean, you need your four limbs, but I also flow people with just one arm or uh, a lady in a wheelchair. So if you're open-minded, uh, everything is possible. And of course, there is also a limit. Uh, I feel it in my knees when I, when I base uh, people who are way more heavy than I am. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, like using the right technique, you can lift almost everybody. <laughs> and, and speaking of techniques, how did you get to yeah. this fascination with headstands? <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I, I, I think I've, yeah. I've seen you more on uh, standing on your hands than I have seen you standing on your feet. <laughs> I almost don't recognize you when you're on your feet. <laughs> yes, it's true. It's true. I love handstands. Um, I started doing it while I was working as a clown, and I somehow I just did it because I thought it's part of being a clown. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and I realized that I really like it and it's a lot of fun. And I decided that um, 
that I just, I, I want to be very good in it and I want to learn it. You know, I'm a Capricorn. I'm just deciding things out of nothing and then I go for it. <laughs> uh -huh. um, so yeah, I, um, what I love about handstands is that um, it's like a meditation upside down. It only works when I'm fully present, when I'm very conscious, when I am strong in my body, but at the same time relaxed. I can only hold a handstand for a little longer when I have a deep breathing. So uh, in a way, it's the essence of my yoga practice as well. Mm. And this is something you go around teaching in, in addition to acro yoga then, right? You're, you're teaching handstand workshops. This is what I need to take next, maybe. <laughs> yes. Yes, I would love that. <laughs> um, apparently, I'm teaching a lot of handstands, a little bit more than acrobatics, because they're also, um, they, uh, we have an amazing uh, community of acrobatic teachers. Um, I also helped up train some of them. I'm super proud of them. I'm very happy. And uh, the demand of handstand teachers has been bigger. So I, I, uh, I answered that call because, you know, I always go with the flow and the flow has been that people, more and more people ask, Hey, can you teach me handstanding? So you're, you're traveling or well, now you're not traveling. I, I'm, I imagine, right? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, maybe you do you have to cut this one out because I just booked a flight to an Island. I'm, I'm done with, I'm, I'm a singer right now. So I'm sitting alone in my flat. I'm uh -huh. a very social being. Um, normally I always have my tribe around me and I love sharing. I love sharing my home, sharing food, everything. And right now I don't have that. My family lives across the country. I really miss them. Um, so I decided I can either stay here in confinement or I go, uh, onto a nice sunny place. So I mm. decided to do that. <laughs> and where's the um, sunny place? Yeah. Uh, it, it's Lagomera, Canarian Islands. Oh, very nice. Yeah. I'm going to stay for three weeks. Um, but you asked me about handstands. I really don't want to miss out to just, uh, okay. share also my okay. gratitude because, um, What I really love about uh, teaching handstands is uh, the the people I attract or or the, my offering attracts. Um, I feel very honored to to meet the humans in my workshops in my classes, and uh, it's a lot of joy for me. Not not only uh, on a professional level, but really on a human level. Also now uh, within. Um, The, the lockdown, uh, I give a lot of privates. I give a lot of online privates. And mm -hmm. I have the honor to meet uh, the people in their living rooms together with their little doggies jumping around, the little kids coming in and doing the handstands. And uh, it brings a lot of joy. I really, I really love my job. I'm very grateful for it. <laughs> and, and does the handstand uh, trainings attract a different human, as you put it, uh, than than the acro, acro yoga people? Or is it the same type of person? Um, I mean, we are very different. And I met so many different people in my acrobatic workshops. Um, for sure, there is less touching uh, within the handstand practice. Um, so some people who are not very used to this very close interaction with other humans, they feel more comfortable in, in the handstand practice. Th th this might be a big difference. And, and typically when we're not locked down and there's not this pandemic, you're traveling quite a bit, right? You travel throughout the world giving workshops on the handstands and also acro yoga. Yes, I did that a lot. I traveled for 10 years, 80% of my time. Um, so now I calmed down a bit because I also got tired. I, uh, I have no regrets. I, I love the world and I love my worldwide uh, network and family I met uh, through these travels. But I also have a family here and it made me sad to skip so many birthdays and weddings of my dear friends. So um, now in Bavaria, I'm very, very grateful to uh, 
that I have discovered my other passion, which is being in the mountains, being in nature all day, climbing a lot. And I'm uh, very fortunate because so many people love this area too. So they come and visit me now. So it's it's kind of changing now and more and more people come to my place. I have a beautiful yoga studio here. Um, I'm also offering trainings and workshops here and uh, quite some international um, people are coming also to participate because they met me through my travels and now they're coming to my home. So that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. And, and also, are, are you organizing the Acre Yoga Festival of Europe or of Germany? Yes, it's a beautiful, colorful festival. Yes, it's always uh, taking place in July in Thüringen in Germany. It's very international. Um, our workshops uh, shops being held in English. We have an amazing teaching crew uh, also from all over the world. Um, so, yes, we really, we, uh, I just had a, a talk with Almut. What's the workshop you took with uh, me and Almut back then? Yes, yes. Which which workshop? Yes, perfect. I just had a chat. The workshop you took in Berlin. Yes. I think it was. Uh, I was co-teaching with Almut. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's a very dear friend. Uh, I mean, we did many of these travels together, actually. And we just had a chat this morning uh, about the Kula celebration, if we should do it or not if, because we want to do it for sure, but how we're going to do it and how we do all the organization within these circumstances. And it's so going to yes, go on this we year. We got to do it. <laughs> yeah. We try. We try. Yes. We we uh, uh, will work with reservations first, and then we try how it's going to work out. Mm -hmm. And people are coming from all over Europe and the world to, for this, right? Yes. I mean, mainly Germans, uh, of course, uh -huh. because it's in Germany, but it's very international. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you have a yoga studio where you live as well. You're giving workshops there or classes. Yes, it's a beautiful yoga studio. And yes, it's also a very beautiful community I have here with other teachers uh, teaching classes and some of my friends uh, coming over to uh, co-create magic with mm. workshops and retreats and also teacher trainings. Um, it's called Freiraum, Freiraum Füssen. <laughs> And what does that mean? Freiraum means uh, free space. Okay. And you you also wrote a book on handstands, right? right. Yes, I did. Uh, it's just been published in November, so recently, very fresh. <laughs> and, and is this book in, in German or English or... Yes, it is in German. Everybody keeps on asking me. My publisher, uh, it's a German publisher. They're not really focused on um, English publishing. So I hope that they are going to sell the, the version so we can uh, have it published as soon as possible in English because so many people are asking for it, which I'm grateful for. And yeah, it's kind of like my, my baby. It's, it's really cool. I'm very proud of it. I'm very happy with it. <laughs> oh, very good. So where can we send people so they can learn more about you and they can take classes with you online or come to your festivals? So is Instagram, you're at? A-L-U-C-I-E dot Baya. It's B-E-Y-E-R. Okay. Baya. <laughs> uh, Facebook, you're flying with Lucy? No, uh, Lucy in the sky. <laughs> and your <laughs> website is lucyinthesky.org? Yes. All right, I got one right. <laughs> okay. And so you're, you're, <laughs> people can do online classes with you. What I recommend is is to take some classes with our workshops with, with Lucy, but also to look at all the beautiful photographs you have. I, I can't believe how many pictures oh. you have of <laughs> you. I don't know if you travel with a, a photographer following you around everywhere, but so many beautiful photographs, most of them when you're on, on your hands and in, in, in the sky. <laughs> and so you can go check these out. And uh, from someone who is not an acro yoga type of person, I really enjoyed taking the workshop with you and I enjoyed the benefits of acro yoga. And I really recommend people who mm. think that it's not for them to at least try it, to really 
tried to open up a different way and to experience something. And the best person to do this with is is Lucy. She's a very good teacher, very open, um, warm, mm-hmm. and authentic teacher. Mm, thank you so much, Amaji. That's so sweet. <laughs> thank, thank you for you. holding the space and telling uh, the people to to try something new. Yes. <laughs> yes yeah, yes. yeah, definitely. I think it's important <laughs> to try new things, especially things that you can't imagine yourself doing. And it's hard to do that. I mean, when I'm walking into the yoga studio to do the acro yoga, I'm saying, oh, why did I come here? What am I going to do? But then after you open <laughs> up and, and, and you start to connect with the students in the class, then you start to say, okay, this is fun. I'm enjoying myself. And I, I yes, think it's it keeps important. us healthy. It keeps us young. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, and it's more important sure. these days. Yes. All right. Well, thank you, Lucy. And uh, hopefully, I'll be in Germany in the summer. Maybe I come to another workshop or the festival or something like this. Yes, come to the festival. That would be amazing. Cooler celebration. We're yeah. waiting for you. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> I'd like to tell you about Sing Flutes. These are flutes that are made by me. They are handcrafted Native American-style flutes designed for sound healing. The flutes are tuned to the frequency of 432 hertz, the harmonic intonation of nature. The fundamental note of each flute is in a key to vibrate a particular chakra. Whether you are playing for others or yourself, listening to 432 hertz music resonates inside the body. In fact, they did a medical study where they hooked people up to a brain and heart monitor and played different instruments to them. The Native American-style flute had the most impact in relaxing them. If you're a yoga teacher, it's a great instrument to incorporate into your classes. What I do is I have an app on my iPad that has the sounds of nature, and I'll put on the sounds of rain and play over this to the students at the end of the class. It's a very intuitive instrument to play. There's no musical knowledge necessary to get started. Each flute is unique since they're handmade. I put different artwork on them. I put mantras on them related to the chakras that they're tuned to. So go check them out at singflutes.com, S-I-N-G-H-F-L-U-T-E-S.com. Use the discount code, the story of me podcast and get 10% off. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the show. And I'll put all the links for Lucy in the episode description so you can connect with her on her website, which is lucyandthesky.org. And on Facebook is Flying with Lucy. Instagram is lucy.buyer. And that's Lucy, L-U-C-I-E, and buyer is B-E-Y-E-R. And you can also see the links for her handstand training book and also for the German Acre Yoga Festival and her yoga center and any workshops that she's doing as she travels around the world teaching workshops and also now online. And I highly recommend that you connect with her in some way to feel her beautiful energy. And Lucy, thank you for joining me today. I hope everyone is having a good day. And uh, yeah, so that's about it. Continue to support the podcast by rating and reviewing and sharing it with a friend. And also you can show me how much you're enjoying the content I'm bringing you by making a donation, going to the storyofmepodcast.com to the contact page and hit the donate button. From the podcast that awakens your inner power, through awareness and understanding, allow love to be the current that carries your words and actions.